You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 25 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. I wish we could start off this podcast in on a happy note on you know being jovial. What was, was the last time we started out like on a jovial point? Um, probably when we were at Popeyes. Oh, right. <laughs> Do you know I had um, I had coffee with a a, a dedicated Amen Corner listener um, uh-huh. a couple weeks ago. And he, he yeah. said to me, he's like, I, I just, I love the Amen Corner. This is a guy, this guy, he's a, he's a Middle East guy in Washington. And he's like, uh-huh. I love the Amen Corner. He goes, but I have to tell you, the yeah. best episode, uh-huh. the Popeye's episode. The Popeye's. If we could only do that every week, it would be awesome. He's a Did great I guy. He's you? a great guy. Super smart and whatever. Um, and and yet, yet he, he still, still likes, still likes must, the Amen Corner. He, he took over his right He must be. <laughs> He must be really immature. Exactly. He's not though. He's younger than us. And like when you talk uh-huh. to him, you're like, "Wow, he is a very mature guy." Really? Yeah. Yet he likes young Hank. <laughs> well, tell him I know a good psychiatrist. <laughs> Did I mention to you that they're opening a Popeyes on ninety on Broadway between ninety fourth and ninety fifth streets? Really? Did I not mention? No, this you to didn't. You? And I didn't see it when I was in yeah. the city a few weeks ago. No, it's still important. They're still working on the build out. Well, you know, the only people, the only places that can afford the rents in New York City are these big chains, right? That's true. That's true. <sighs> oh, but by the way, speaking of speaking of our self congratulatory, <laughs> uh, how great our podcast yeah. is. This morning, Mia was saying to me, "I'm going to give you an example of what your podcast is." <laughs> what did she say? I'm not feeling well. It's Donald Trump's fault. It's the MN corner. <laughs> Is that what she said? She's like, Luke Perry died. Blame Trump. It's the MN corner. Man, she's harsh. Yeah. She's a harsh she, little she, child. She, you know, she calls it like she sees it. I guess that she feels that we spend a lot talking of time about Donald Trump. Talking, talking about Trump. And I mean, what else are we supposed to do? I, I mean, Ugh. this all started because I said something... Uh, we were talking, unfortunately, about this incident in New oh, Zealand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and I'm like, well, it must be Obama's fault. <laughs> are, and she's like, well, that's the opposite of what you guys mirror? do every week. Like, you know, it, for the right, everything that happened yeah. in the world, it was Obama's fault. Are that's we true. mirroring that? Like, everything that happens in the world? But here's the thing. Here's the difference. <laughs> this lunatic <laughs> terrorist, yeah. this violent white supremacist terrorist murdered 49 people injured untold numbers of others he actually said that Donald Trump was an inspiration of his right so in this case it is it's not obviously Donald Trump didn't go out there and still and he he keeps talking and then the the, (sighs) this terrorist what's his name Tarrant 
I don't even, yeah, yeah. He, he kept talking about invasion and invaders and so on and so forth. And then Trump right, yesterday exactly. is s- using the same exact language. Even after this whole thing happened, he's using it's the same language. Even, it's not even even after this. No, happened. I mean he's been in using same, it all along. In the same, but in the same right. breath, like he starts saying, like, "Oh, obviously this is a terrible thing, and we condemn violence, and this is horrible and hateful." And but you should know that if we build the wall, then all these people will stop coming in. And, and then he starts using invasion, and, invading. And, yeah, right. and, but, but again, it's like, this probably, like, I get it, like, that's your message, but, like, save it for a different moment. Did he use, did like, he use invasion or invading when he, the, on the, um, the escalator speech when he announced his presidency? I gotta go back and look at that. Uh, you should, but he talked about, he talked about murderers murder and drug, and addicts, drug right. dealers. Rapists. Drug dealers. Right, yeah. but the invasion thing, I didn't, I've been reading about, about this horrible yeah. incident. And invasion and invaders and replacement, this is something right. that has become emotive, well, very the powerful word, on, the, on, the, on the racist, white supremacist, yeah. terrorist, uh, I hate this, word, this term, ecosystem. The trope. And, the, and the tr- it's a trope being used. Look, the guy who, who shot up the synagogue in right. Pittsburgh, what did he say? He said that they're invading. Right. And then, of course, in Charlottesville, Jews will not replace us. Right. So they, again, this is—they're—they're they're coming out of a certain ecosystem, right? They—they they live in this world right. where their—the messages are being reinforced, and you know, they, this is all part of the same worldwide phenomenon. And they're—they're yep. they're using the same—the same words, the same ideas, the same fears that are being sold to right. them. And this is what happens. The chickens are coming home right. to roost. These guys are also really inspired by that guy, Andres Breivik, who killed 77 people in Norway. Oh, they, oh right. He's mentioned in it as well, as, as is Dylan Roof and some British fascist. And then apparently... Uh, and they mentioned, but like, that's the thing, Oswald Mosley, like right. a British fascist from the 1930s? Like, I know. Well, what? but this, this, is, this is real history. I mean, identity... Is yeah. is important, and so you reach back into these into these things. So you have the the examples from the early twentieth century, and then you have th- these people. But I was talking about it with a friend yesterday. Um, oh my, you know this is this is the guy, who, it, my friend Hussein, who say you know that's the, sure enough reason that I don't like um, freedom in America is that I have a friend named Hussein. Yeah. But we were talking about. The, probably have more than one friend <laughs> named Hussein. Actually, true. That's how much. That's how much you hate freedom. <laughs> But we were we were talking about how you know these this, this has become so mainstream that yeah. if you look at Fox News, if you look at Tucker Carlson, if you look at Laura Ingraham, this is barely coded. Yeah. It's barely coded stuff. They don't even bother right. any longer. And then some woman named Candace Owens. I had no idea who this was. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't she's know who an she African-American was. African-American conservative. She, and she's African-American, yeah. but she's like, oh, Afri- it was. she was explained to me that she's an African-American white supremacist. I mean, like, crazy. But that the, the point is, is that this is... That's like the Stockholm that this, Syndrome. The crazy right-wing terrorist violent discourse is becoming mainstreamed in, in you know, Rupert Murdoch-owned properties... Um, He's a dangerous right. man. I'm sure. I'm sure you saw that piece in the New no, York. I read it on the plane out to Denver uh, ten it's days so ago. It's crazy. So, and it, so and frightening. It, and what was what was really interesting 
talk about it being about the Benjamins. He, yeah. it's clear from that that article that he understands how dangerous and problematic this is, but it's it's about money. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't care. care. Once, you know, once he he's, he cares a little bit, but then he recognizes how much of a mint he's making off of this. Yeah, that and then he gets, over gets over it very, very quickly. <laughs> I was upset for a few minutes until I realized how wealthy this is making. That's so, all um, about the Benjamins. Yeah, you can't say that though, because then you hate freedom. <laughs> Seriously, he's just a he's, he's just, just a, a capitalist man. looking to looking to make some money and. It's not his fault that there's an audience out there for this, and he's just, you know, exercising his God-given right to make money. And why would you try to stifle right. that? Once again, like the Pittsburgh shooter, the yeah. the, the this, social this media is is uh. such a multiplier factor in this because there's no. I, I think Lone Wolf is a total misnomer. These people are there's part no of a community, thing. and this there's these no social thing. media. Zones, ecosystems where these these alt right yeah. racist terrorists meet up and encourage each other. Encourage so these these aren't lone wolves. They're part of a broad global movement right. now. Look, if that guy was a lone wolf, like thirty years ago or forty years ago, before the internet was around, this guy could still have had those. The same Unabomber ideas. was a lone wolf. Right, Dylan Roof. He could have had this guy, Tyrant Brandon Tyrant or whatever his name is, not a lone wolf. No, again, these guys could have had their own ideas 40 years right. ago, and there would have been no one to share them with except maybe in like some you know, pen pal group, and right. they'd think that there are like five other people like them in the world, but now right. they realize that there are more of them right. than they, and they thought. They're on. And, that gives them, and that gives them comfort, and that also gives them the, the thought that I'm not the only one thinking this, and people want me to do right. it. So they're on and it's okay they're on for me to do ga- it. They're on get, uh, Gab. Uh, Reddit, 4chan, yeah. and then, as I said, Fox News, Rupert Murdoch owned properties in other countries. They are not that far removed from this. No. There's like a, no. they, it's a continuum, and Breitbart is on that right. continuum, and Fox News is on that but continuum. But I feel like I, 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 tell me, I haven't watched Fox in a, in a while, and I used to watch it a lot in in grad school because I was fascinated right. by it. By it's by well, the it's hegemonic project. You know, we're going to tell you the unvarnished truth. This is the no spin zone, yeah. and then everything is half truths, lies, and spin. Yet it's the most watched news program in America. It's just an unbelievably successful project to embed in the minds right. of people certain ideas. But I I feel like since that time, it yeah. has gotten progressively worse. It is. Baser, it is it more has. racist. It is more. It is. It is. It is. But it it all is, and again, it goes back to because that's what they found Rose works. Red. It works. So yes, when you watched it, however many years ago, it was still right wing, and it but it wasn't state almost state run right, propaganda, right. which is what it right. is now. So now, the, right now, there's a feedback loop between the White House and Fox right. News. Right, of course, Bill Stein is the, they talk is to the deputy chief yeah. of staff and, and head of communications, of course. Fox and Friends comes on in the morning, they talk to the president, he watches right. them, gets ideas right. from them, and then by the afternoon, that's policy. Right. So, it's freaking nuts. So then, then the other thing that Jane Meyer pointed out was that yeah. There is a difference between the news, you know, the news on Fox and right. but 
how would anybody know? How would anybody know that Brett Baer and Shep Smith are doing the news? Because overwhelmingly, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and Laura Ingraham, and Jimmy right. Pirro, oh, just overwhelm whatever news there there is. Because that's what people are tuning in for. But again, if you are a journalist... I don't know what you're doing there at this point. What are you doing? I don't know what you're doing there. Where's your point. credit? Where is your integrity? I know. I know. Where's your integrity? My sense is, is that if these people are genuine news people, they would not have a problem landing a position in other places, especially the stars. The ones, um, again, separate out the racist, yeah. the race-baiting, terrorist, misogynist, you know, Tucker Carlson those, and the rest of them. And the actual news people, one would think that they would be able to score positions. But, it, but, it, but again, if those people, you can't separate them out because if those people had spines, then they right. would leave and right. Fox would fall apart. And Fox would fall apart. Yeah, they'd find people to right. replace them eventually, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be anywhere but near isn't credible. It, isn't it not that they're credible isn't now? It amazing, but not in a good way that we are sitting here. We're talking about Fox, yeah, and we're connecting it to a mass murder of Muslims in their house of prayer while they were praying. Like, just think about how crazy that is. The most watched news channel in America. I'm not saying they're responsible for it. What I'm saying is they're part of this broad, as I said, right. broad, hate the word, ecosystem of right-wing. Right. It's the universe wing, that they come out of, right? Right-wing, and, and that they are part of it, and it's not that far to these violent terrorists. It's really I think they would take. I, I think they would take issue with I'm that. I'm sure they would. They would. Uh, but they'd be wrong. Absolutely, just they like could take, they could take just like it, the, but just like wrong. the White House is saying that they have nothing to do with this. Meanwhile, the guy said, "You would think that if you were named in one of these manifestos, you would have some contrition. You would have something to say. To say, no. no, of course not. No, because then then you'd be culpable." Right. In some the way. president said, "Oh, white, I, uh, do you think that white nationalism, and white supremacy, is a problem? Oh no, it's just a small yeah, group he of said people." No. The ADL said right. all of these incidents in the last year, fifty incidents, are, have all been perpetrated by. The, the right. Let's say that it wasn't a mosque that was shot up, but it was a church that was shot up by a Muslim. Right. right. Could you imagine? What would, ha- Could you imagine? What would have happened? What would have Can happened? Can you imagine? They'd be rounding and people you, up today. If you can't be. address those things in the same way, if you can't view those things in the same way, then you're not objective. You anymore. know, that my, I, I've, right. had a couple, I've had a couple of research assistants who are Muslims. And I always yeah. said to them, if there was an, a national emergency, you were coming yeah. home with me. I was right. not going to let them try to get home or anything. They were coming. They were to come with me. I didn't care. Right. But again, that's not right. happening. But what do we see happening is shooting in a, in a synagogue, shooting in a right. black church, shooting. shooting in a right. mosque. That's what we see. What, what's, the, what's the common denominator here? The white supremacist white, white supremacy, right? Why can't we call it that? Why can't we know. just say this is a, this is a global right. problem of white well, supremacist you, terrorism, and we Department need to address of Homeland it. Security under General John Kelly, yep. Secretary John Kelly, who became the chief of staff, undermined all the work. They, they said this isn't a problem, and we're not devoting resources to studying, right. understanding, and preventing. Uh, attacks by would they? white supremacist terrorists. Why would they? Because John Kelly is a part of that continuum also. He's on that continuum. Uh, I'm right. sorry to say. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's really. But I, you know, there was there was tons of there was a, just an outpouring on social media yesterday. Some better than not, I'd say. A small amount was better than the overwhelming response of people who are virtue signaling and engaged in the performance art that has become social media. But I did find something <laughs> on it that was really rather extraordinary. Um, they were interviewing this 66 year old woman who happened to be in the area when it was, when the shit uh-huh. went down and she was incredibly shaken, but she, 66 year old woman went to help save, she actually saved one, one man who, who had been shot and compressed his wound until he could be taken to the hospital and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, you know, I would, I, I hate to be kind of, you know, cheesy about it, but it is easy when these things to happen for people to kind of fall back on their identities and so on and so forth and lose sight of the fact that there's a lot of good in the world. And I just thought this woman, she was so, I mean, as anybody would be, but so obviously shaken up. She's again, 66 year old woman. New Zealand is a fairly safe place. And fairly, and, well, they do. Have, I think it's they have totally, some. It's a totally no, safe I think they have place. a gun problem there too, though. I mean, uh, they have a lot of guns, but they don't have a shooting. They don't have shooting. Okay, they don't have and a big shooting. She problem. just, she, it, it was, it. You know, here was this sectarian violence, this sectarian terrorist attack, and she was so just. What it was for me, I can't really describe. It, just her, in what she was saying to the reporter. Her, she was overflowing with humanity and compassion and stuff like yeah. that. And you lose sight of that in, in these types of events. And I just, it was the well, only thing I actually, on this I retweeted and then I, I tweeted that Kelly had had uh, had done away with the work that DHS was doing on right-wing extremist, right. white supremacist terrorism. That was it. That was it. But, uh, you know. There was, something, there was something in the Times this morning about a woman who, as people were fleeing the mosque, opened up her home to give them right. a safe place to go to. Huh, yeah. So yeah, there's always humanity. Right. I know, there's but it's, it gets humanity. lost in all of this. And that's what's, it is the only thing to, it's the only thing to hang on because it's so depressing. I mean, this is a worldwide phenomenon. I was, I was talking to my research associate who in graduate school did a lot of work on extremism and radicalization. She was telling me that the uh-huh. largest white radical extremist, supremacist, terrorist cells, no, number of in the world is in Germany. I mean, I, I, that shouldn't shock anybody, but really, yeah, there was a lot on, the, there was a lot yesterday about, you know, the, this is an export of the United States. Um, I think it's an export from a lot of different places. As I said, you know, yeah. they, he, wait, there are fascists <laughs> in Germany. Although, but we've discussed, we thought there were more fascists in the white house than there are in Berlin. Anyway, well, maybe in Berlin, but, this, but this, you know, the, guy who, the former Eastern, Eastern, the former East Germany, Right. It's not the most progressive of right. places in the world. So this terrorist yesterday, I mean, there was a lot on social media, you know, blaming the United States. And he, he referenced right. Trump. He referenced Dylan Roof. He referenced Candace Owens. But he also referenced Hans Breivik or whatever, Anders Breivik, whatever the guy's name was, uh, the yeah. guy from London and a, and a, and a variety of others. Um, so it's Did a, he reference Hans Gruber? I don't know. That didn't come up in any of the articles that I read. He, about. No. There's nothing about the Nakatomi Plaza shooting Mm-mm. with Hans. No, <laughs> stop it! I was like, wait a second. Then you said Nakatomi Plaza. I was like, wait a second. You're like, you're an idiot, and stop that. Stop it! This we're is a serious conversation. Serious. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you were talking about Germany and bad dudes, and I'm like, Hans Gruber is. Come a on, bad Bruce dude. Willis has nothing whatsoever to do with what I'm talking about. 
Although he is a Republican. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just, like I, I said, I'm it's sorry. a worldwide phenomenon, and it's deeply frightening. I told you I was it on is. that flight to, um, I was on that flight, uh, and I was going to, I was going through Germany. Yeah. And I was like, how many people here are supporters of the, that neo-Nazi party? And Look, you can what is it called? Anywhere what you is go. it called? Eight, eight, um, AF, AFD. AF, AFD. Yeah. But I mean, you were in Texas and you wondered how many people were right, Trump supporters. Right. So that goes, it's everywhere you go. Right. right? Anywhere you go, you got to wonder, like, what do people believe here and how much they really want me here? And how, what do they think about my, me just as a, as a Jewish person, right. like in their presence? Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a horrible thing. Or as a liberal or as a Democrat or whatever label you're going to put right. on yourself. But that being said, if you, you know, how many Trump supporters do you want to see hanging out in your neighborhood? Right. It's AFD. Not that many. AFD. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I think anywhere you go, you're going to look around and wonder, like, who here is a fascist right. and who here is a racist? And maybe 10 years ago, we didn't think like that. No, but I was, going to, I was going to Munich, right? I mean, it's like the yeah. hot seat of it all, right? Anyway. The other is there anything is there anything good going on? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think no, so. No, but I do. I think I we, think we should talk about this college cheating. We scandal we have got to talk about this. We we really have to. I mean, for a lot of reasons, but I, I want to outline a couple of them. One, we have children. Um, you have one in college. I are, have already. I've already been through this process. You're going to okay. go through this process, but, but somehow you I don't think that I'm going to handle this very well. I think Lauren will be cool as a cucumber, and I will be well, off the wall. Would you be off the wall to the point where you no, would hire somebody no. First to of all, I don't have that, that kind of cash. Child? Secondly, I would never do that. No, well, obviously not. But I mean, I work time, my I ass think, off. I think yes, okay, but I think we need to. We're going to do something different. And we're going to lead into a, an uncomfortable conversation because there's no question that you and I benefit from the system that is skewed in our favor. Tell, tell, tell our listeners how. Yeah, okay. So we know that it's, not a, that it's wrong to hire somebody to take the SAT for yes. you, or to bribe a coach to put your child on the crew right. team when they've never when even you have never rowed right. crew okay. in your life. But these are these are but, wrong. But how many of us have never said, "Oh, I need to give every year to my school so that when they so if my kid decides to go there and they look at my history of giving, then my kid." Gets a little bit more right. consideration. Uh, May, although, maybe. Although, I mean, I would say that I give, I give. I'm not talking about you. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm saying though that the, what's what's unclear. I'm not. I, I agree with you 100. Yeah. But it's unclear at what level of giving it it, it means. Is does my if I give 500 bucks a year over 10 years, is yeah. that Fair is that enough. enough? I don't think so. I don't feel like that is. It might not be. But people still no, do it, and it's part as part of, of the course. conversations that we right. have. So, for somebody who is not fortunate enough to have parents who went to right. college, this right, or to have parents who went to 
schools that they are interested in going right. to, or are not fortunate enough to live in a town with a good public school right. where most of the kids go to college and there's a track to get you right. into college, or you don't have parents who can right. afford to send you to the to the Kaplan review right. course. So, and I've had conversations with friends of mine who talk about the meritocracy that we're supposed to be living in, especially when they're talking about how it's so much harder for their kids to get into school now because minority kids are given preference. That's obviously bullshit. Who's given preference are athletes, athletes, uh, legacies, people with who huge amounts of money to give. I mean, freaking Jared Kushner did not have the grades to get into Harvard. Thank His you. father gave $2.5 so million dollars to get him into Harvard. End of story. Let's talk about this. So, let's talk let's, about this. So Jared Kushner's father gives $2.5 million to Harvard University. And his son, who on his own merits would not get into right. the school, gets right. in. But that's not illegal. Right. Well, that's the thing. Is like, how different is that? I mean, it's just that's open. That's what I'm asking. It's just open. But, like, this guy was taking people who couldn't give $2.5 million, but they could give half a million dollars. I mean, Lori Loftner and her – Lori Loughlin or right. whatever her name is. and her Loughlin. And, and her husband, Massimo Giannulli, whatever. Massimo. Whatever, they, Massimo. They gave $500,000 to get their daughter into USC? Meanwhile, That's have you seen that thing, kid? Like, I saw one of her – I saw a clip of one of her videos. She's a – She's yeah. what? What? Why is she even in college? She's like, you know, guys, I'm not really into school. Her whole thing is about like partying at USC. Like, what the fuck well, is that's that? That's the thing. She she's taking a up a space. Media, she's a social media influencer. So I thought about this. She's right? like, taking USC. up a space. But, uh, I, I, I'm not going to disparage USC, which is a good school. But since when? Uh, why are you paying? Uh, it's a decent school. Okay. But why are you paying like half a million? Half a million dollars for your two kids to get in. And then the more I read about the daughter, right. she is a social media influencer. <laughs> so, yes, she wants to go to college so she can party, but it's also about the backdrop. It's college all, is serving as a backdrop for her. It's all about the Benjamins? And, you know, I, is that what you were going to say? It, it, well, I don't know if you're aware of this, but when she went to school, she was outfitted with all of the swag she needs at school by Amazon. <laughs> Amazon gives no. her stuff. Yeah, that's the way Fucking it works. A. Are you because serious? She's, she's got two million followers on YouTube. Oh, my God. So she is an influencer. But she's just so a kid. She's like a woo-woo girl. She's, just, she's taking well, up that's, space as someone who wants well, to get an education. Obviously. And what about the girls you know, who are on the crew team? What about the spaces on oh, the crew my, team? I'm so so I'm if, even you more actually er, if you actually, if you could have gotten on into the school because you were actually on the team right. or on a team right. somewhere, or soccer. Right. I don't know if you read about yeah. Yale soccer right. coach. He took like, 400 grand. Yeah. And... I mean, it's crazy. So, uh, like, how much is your soul worth? I guess four hundred. But you know what? Here's the thing. Like I think is worth. this is there's the other piece of it, which is yeah that deans of admissions and directors of admissions yeah. around the country had fed this arms race. Now, I'm not saying that Lori Laughlin and her husband and Felicity Huffman and William H Macy and all the other people who were caught up in this. And by the way, let me just say. I think they're the unlucky ones who got caught. I'm not convinced this is the, the extent of this kind of this is way, this, this kind way. of thing. 
But no, no, there's this but, is but this is the tip of the iceberg. Directors of admissions, deans of admissions, have created this arms race that make parents desperate, that drive right. people. Like I want to, I want to ask a dean of admissions if they were applying today with their credentials as a senior in high school could have gotten into the school with the other dean of admissions. I mean, one of our friends' daughter is applying to schools and she's. You know, she's been successful, but she hasn't been as successful as she thought she might be. Uh, and she basically said to her little sister, you either, either, if you want to get into the college of your choice, either go found an NGO or hope right. that mom and dad make a billion dollars in the next four or five years. That, the NGO, and this is the thing, it's like kids go off and they do their service summer in wherever the fuck, yeah. but it becomes in meaningless Guatemala. because now everybody's doing it. Everybody has their hand in the, I'm saving it the aborigines and wherever. It's totally meaningless. What, in the schools have contributed to this mania, this arms But the race. high schools contribute to it also. It's but, all, it's everybody but, together. And exactly. if you're the parent who says, exactly. I'm not going to do it, it's like the perfect prisoner's dilemma. You would, you only benefit if everybody defects, but everybody's so afraid that you'll be the only one who defects. Everybody continues right. to engage in this Here's, mania that's not good for anybody, except for really not, the schools. For the schools. Except for the because schools, they're exactly. Money. Because they're making money. But here's the thing. If you hadn't gone to Vassar, mm-hmm. if Vassar had said... You know what, Stephen? We like your application. We all love it. We're not taking you. You would have gone somewhere else. And maybe it wouldn't have been as good, but it would have been nearly as good. Mm -hmm. And you would not be significantly different today than you are right now. Um, I'd say yes You would not be. I I would say one thing. Just one thing. I I understand your point in a broad way. Actually, where you go to undergrad... Actually, in the end, it has a marginal, if any, effect on who you become. I mean, there's plenty of people, right. extraordinarily successful people who went to, you know, what we would consider, you know, fourth tier, third tier colleges. I will say, though, in my own case, that Vassar did kind of spur an intellectual awakening in me. I, I get, I, but that's, I get that's, it. That's, but that's, you know what? But I that understand you're talking about. That is not to say that it wouldn't be spurred somewhere well, else. Okay, that's but, not to say that no, it wouldn't no, no, be spurred somewhere else. No, 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 but I understand what you're saying. There's a kind of broad class yeah. of everybody, So basically... Right? But, but people are now, like you said, it's an arms race. And kids think, if I don't get into the school, my life is over. Over. Right. over. Well, because that's, that's what you got to do at home. That's work that you got to do at home. Yeah. Right. But again, just like you said, who's going to be the parent who's going to opt their kid right. out of that? Right. And, and when you were talking about the, those service trips, it was very clear to me that those, before Jordan applied to school, that those service trips are a Total scam. scam. Because, again, if you can afford right. a $10,000 summer in Costa Rica building houses for somebody, it's going to cost and, you $10,000. And from what I understand, there's a lot less of building houses than there is kind of screwing around and having fun. Right. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with screwing around and having fun, but just don't try to build your college entry <laughs> right. application around that. Honestly, if you want to show a school <coughs> that, that you are interested in helping underprivileged people or serving communities, serve your exactly. own community. You know what? I live in New York City. You can go to any of the five boroughs mm-hmm. and find organizations that need help right. for the summer. Right. You don't need right. to go That's exactly right. to some exotic location to right. do it. Start in your own neighborhood. And you know what that shows? 
that shows one that you actually do care, and two that it's not just about right. the money that your parents can afford. Right. right. So, and again, let's stop pretending that this is a meritocracy, and that like for people like us, like it's all about our grades and our scores because it's not. Because we do have a step up. Right. Our kids do right. have a step up. We can afford to send them for tutoring for right. the SATs. We, we ensure that they're in good schools where they're being pushed right. towards an academic career. Right. What about the families can't that can't that. afford that? Right. What about the really bright kids who come from underprivileged backgrounds? Like, how is this a meritocracy well, for Well, we've them? had this conversation. You know, how many times a day do I, I'm walking down the street in D.C. and I see... People of color who are doing, you know, they're delivering the lunch for the, you know, the meeting yeah. at the think tank or whatever and so on and so forth. And how, you know, how do I know that that guy isn't, isn't a brilliant guy who couldn't be a rocket scientist or, maybe, you know, they just, he just never, never had, had the had same, same opportunities. opportunities. I know. I think about this all the time. All the time. Look, on the other hand, maybe he's right. not. But right? he didn't have the opportunity but, either way. But he, that's exactly it. He never was able to figure it out. But there's, you know. You can be a mediocre white person right. in this country and still be pretty that's successful. That's you cannot, oh my God! I was just going to say, think about all the dopes we know who are pretty successful, yeah. right? But you can't be mediocre. You can't be a mediocre African American right. kid living right. in the ghetto somewhere because right. you're never going. This to is get the out. thing that it just so rubs me so the wrong way about Lori Laughlin's daughter, who doesn't even care. She said, oh. "I don't." You she, guys, she's talking into her to her two million yeah. followers. You guys know I'm not really into school. Well, then what are you doing there? She's going there as, as serving as a backdrop for her for her sales Ugh. pitches, Ugh. right? She is an influencer, so whatever she says, those two million people are listening. I wonder if she's read 40 listening. pages since she went to college. I doubt it. Uh, you mean 40 pages of a catalog? No, I mean 40 like, pages for, that was assigned in class. She, I can guarantee you she didn't go to class. Insane. Unbelievable. Insane. She's too, you know, you wonder why, these people, you wonder why people are pissed. It, it, it is stacked exactly, against because them. Because the, the system is rigged on every level. Mm. On every level, the system is rigged, and something has got to change. Something's got to change. Oh, God. I'm worse off than when we started this conversation. We always are. Let's bring it back around to, this is all Donald Trump's <laughs> fault. <laughs> it's all Donald Trump's fault. It is Donald Trump's fault. He's, he represents this. Ugh. Yeah. The, whether it's All the right. nationalism, the white, crazy, na violent nationalism. The greed. The greed. The corruption. The corruption. Right. He, he does. He represents it all. He is America at oh, this moment. God. He is. That is who we are. When this is over, I'm just going to sit in a corner. <laughs> the amen corner. In my, I'm going to sit in my own amen corner. <laughs> I'm going to curl off in the amen going, corner we're going, to we're going, We went to a bat this morning. We're going to the party tonight. I'm going to drink heavily. I don't care if tomorrow's yeah. a workout day. Nice. Oh, you get out there. All right, everybody. All right. Till next week. We're out. We're out.